welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, that's me. There you are, over there, and I'm here. Here we are, a couple days before the Christmas, which is a holiday I celebrate. Me also. But if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holiday season. Whatever you you. do celebrate. Yeah. If you don't celebrate nothing, well, happy December. There you go. You know, football's still going. If you listen to the podcast, there's still a lot to be happy with because... You know, this is championship week. Championship for week. all the marbles. I'm and only you, playing for two ships this year. You're probably in it. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, you listen all year long to this I podcast. Am, I am uh, I'm playing in 50% of mine, so I am in one. <laughs> <laughs> I am in, um, I'm in, I'm in two. Okay. I'm in two. Of, no, I'm in three. No, two. I lost another game last week. You're in two out of 28? And I'd let it two out of twenty. It's like ten percent. <laughs> I had a bad, a rough year. You're some kind leagues. of mathematician over there, dude. All my redraft leagues, man. I like I had like the same pick, like in all my redraft. Like I had like the late pick, and I. So I, you picked like the same team in all of them. The first couple of picks were all like Allen Robinson or DeAndre Hopkins, Ooh. followed up with Keen Allen. Yeah, in the second round. That's no boy. Bueno. And like literally, like in eighty percent of my leagues, that was like a combo of mine. Didn't work out so well. Um, you need to go to Wu Tang Financial, my friend. You need to diversify <laughs> your bonds. Yeah, well, there's always next year. Yep. What's the first? This is the least amount of championships I've played for in a long time. But you know what? Another day, another dollar. Always next year. There is always next year. What's nice is I always take all my fantasy winnings and I put them away. So like, if anything ever happens, like if I become dead broke, I can still play fantasy football. My wife can't say anything. So we can use that money to feed our children. No woman. Got to play fantasy football. Fantasy football money. And safe to say that that money's accumulated quite nicely. Wow. That's why I do this podcast. Nice. You know, somebody wrote me on Twitter today. <laughs> they wrote me like, I'm, nev- I'm never asking you for fantasy advice again. You told me to start Brandon Marshall. I'm just like, oops. I mean, it happens. Yeah, you know, sorry. Maybe his other option was terrible. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was something else. It wasn't, I think it, was, it wasn't Brandon Cooks. But I think Cooks was one of the options. I was like, yeah, Cooks. I didn't tell anybody to start Brandon Cooks. Mm. He had a good week, right? Kind of. <laughs> he had a good first half. Uh-huh. Anyways, today's show we're talking about 2016 rookies. Rookie redraft, right? We're going to do a little redraft. We're going nice. to pick one by one. We're going to get a little breakdown on each player of where we think they are uh, today, going forward, above and beyond. Put our little prediction hats on. Okay. Think ahead. Before, let's get at maybe a little news and notes for the week. Yeah, there wasn't too much, right? I mean, it was... No, not much. Brock Osweiler got benched. Uh, wow. Big surprise. He's <laughs> that, looked pretty much terrible all that year. That $72 million investment. Uh, out the window, huh? Yeah. They benched him, and the reporters were like, hey, hey, Brock, how do you feel getting benched? He's like, dude, I got $36 million guaranteed coming to me. I feel great. <laughs> and not only that, I will feel great for the rest of my life. All right? You're telling me I'm going to bench and I have to work as hard? This is great. Ha-ha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Sucker. You fell for it, mother. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid bastards. Oh, I'm horrible. Uh-huh. I'm horrible. But this is great news for... Our man. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, owners. man. So, I mean, basically the guy had one half. Uh, Tom Savage got one half there, and he, he targeted uh, DeAndre 14 times. 
So the the resurrection of uh, DeAndre Hopkins is probably the biggest story of that benching and kind of moving on to uh, Tom Savage. Yeah, I'm a big Hopkins fan, and uh, the whole problem all along has just been Brock Osweiler and his crapola. Yeah, absolutely. And Tom Savage was a guy that was, um, I mean, he's got a big arm. I mean, so does Osweiler. But he doesn't really force the ball down the field. He's kind of like a check down type of guy. He's not very accurate either, and he's just he's just not very good, man. Um, there you go. That's the 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 big time breakdown there. He's just not very good. So what do they do with Brock Osweiler? Do they just um? I they, think they roll Tom Savage the rest of the year and try and like fix him in the off season. I think that's exactly what they're gonna do. Going with the open competition in training camp with him and Tom Savage, and then after that, just eat your loss if he's no good and move on after that. Well, with the the amount of guarantees that they have, yes. Well, I next year is fully guaranteed. Right, that's what I mean. He, they're going to have to just keep him on the roster and at least have him as a backup. Um, but he'll probably compete in training camp, like you said. And um, I think that Savage. I went as far as to pick up Tom Savage because uh, he was a draft pick of mine that I had to um, kind of cut this year. So I went back and picked him up just because I like to do that with my with my draft picks. I mean, if you own the Texans, I mean, <laughs> when you bring in the GM there who did this, you're like, hey. How you doing? <laughs> don't get don't get too comfy, man. Hey, uh, I'm not here to fire you, but I do need that thirty six million dollars back <laughs> somewhere, um, somehow. So I pay you about three million a year. So I'm gonna need you to work here for the next uh, twelve years for free. You are some sort of math whiz. Look at you. Yeah, I'm gonna need that from you. Thanks. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna need you to come in on uh, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> I come here every Sunday. <laughs> So, um, other news and notes, Gus Bradley got fired. Um, yes, he did. They've already, you know, they've announced the intern coach, uh, Doug, Doug, Marone. Doug Marone, and they basically have said that whoever they, whoever they hire is not required to keep, um, uh, Blake Bortles around, which they're probably going to do. Keep they, Blake they probably around. will, but they're drafting high enough that they can, they can clear house with him. And yeah, I bet they're going to try and find a coach Which is it, that's going to say, hey, I can fix. I bet like when you're listening to interviews, they're probably going to hear somebody that says, hey, I can fix Blake Bortles, and that's going to be like, okay. That gives you a little edge over so-and-so. Well, I, I mean, I know I understand where you're coming from totally, but at the same time, um, the way that the rookie contracts are now, Ede, I mean. He, oh, it's easy to get out of. He, he, they can get out from underneath these kind of contracts because they're slotted, they're slotted things. They're only making so much money. Then It's not how they used to be where they – get like 60 million guaranteed up front i think it's more just about the investment of the pick altogether. i mean has a team done any more crappier than a team that's had his main top five picks as jaguars <laughs> we haven't had as many top five picks so no don't even say Mike Cleveland Brent. don't you even go there man i'm in enough say, pain at 0 and 14 all right all right. I, I, all right that's why i just laughed um and th- my wife's like what do you want for christmas and i'm like i just want the browns to win one game why she's like they're not gonna win one game i'm like i know they're not gonna win one game but that's all i want for christmas okay if santa claus isn't real then i could <laughs> i can wish zane being pittsburgh in week 16 so our only chance is week this weekend christmas eve we're not gonna beat them no we're not gonna beat the charger we're gonna be we're gonna go in 16 yeah come on moving on this is supposed to be a good time in my life not okay. a bad time all right such um, a drudge sorry you think uh alan robinson's like hey uh yeah, the Texans bench Brock Osweiler. <laughs> what do you think about benching uh, Blake Bortles? Who do they have? Chad Henney? Do they have? Ch- I think they do have Chad Henney. I think Chad Henney is their backup. Yeah. Mm. So I don't think it's much of an upgrade either way. Yeah, he went to Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I have to show you this video I recorded earlier with my kids. Okay. They were talking about Michigan University. Okay. 
I won't say it over the air. It's funny. All right. right. Let me just say I'm raising them right. All right. I, I like that. I send all my high state friends. Um, so that's the news and notes, right? That's it, man. I'm looking at my paper here for news and notes. It has two things in here. That's... Rock benched, good for Shh. Nuck. Gus Bradley sucks. Gus Bradley, adios, buddy. It's also weird to get like, hit a like, fly on the team paint plane on the way home. Like, hey, dude, uh, you're fired. Come on. Come on. Bring your bags. We'll let you sit in the front of the plane. Bring your bags. You can come home with us. <laughs> it's, like, it's so weird. Like, it's like dumping a girlfriend and then driving her home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> yeah. You don't wait until she gets out of the car. Hey, I don't want to see you anymore. Right. You definitely should do that at home, yeah. at her house. <laughs> it's you, and you're like, it's you. It's yeah. not me. You don't want to dump you. her at the party, then drive her home. That's horrible. That's, so, uh, hope you have a good life going forward. <laughs> Don't call me ever again. Thanks, Gus. Thanks, Gus. But no coach that gets fired. It's not even that. I mean, she still made a boatload of money. And said, come on. Oh, I don't feel bad for those guys at all. No, yeah. not, no. Definitely with him. He had tons of time. And their team sucks. They gave him, yeah, they gave him like four years of them, right? I think so, yeah. He's 14 and like 48 or something ridiculous. All right, let's party on, Wayne. All right, party on. So let's get into these rookies. So as we said in the beginning of the year that we felt by the time the rookie drafts came along that this draft class just wasn't that strong. Right. So we had a good two we had two good couple of years in a row there, some strong classes. Then we had this class. Turns out we were right. This class wasn't that good. Um next year's class will be good. And it looks like the twenty eighteen class is gonna be pretty good too. And we talked about the twenty seventeen running back class with Nick Chubb. We got to make that Nick Chubb said he's going back to school. Right, he's Dan. Which is kinda odd. Um he'd probably be a pretty high pick. But uh they look that just kinda defers that the twenty eighteen rookie class is probably gonna be pretty strong too at running mm-hmm. back. So if you do, again, because we were talking about maybe taking good value in that rookie class this year at running back, where you can get good value at receiver and go running back second round, maybe you can also defer to next year in 2018 and grab a running back as well. So I think we did, I asked you before the podcast if you want to pick first and second, and you said you wanted to pick first. So um, Yeah, sure. I mean, easiest pick ever. Well, let's just hop in our DeLorean here. Okay. Set the clock back. Mm-hmm. To the summer of 2016. Right. Oh, warm weather. So nice. Swimming in your pool. Swimming in my pool. Mm-hmm. Hot chicks running around half naked in my pool. I don't remember that. Yeah, me neither. All right. I was <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> this, this is a DeLorean. All right. Not a dream maker. Uh-huh. Um, you're back on the clock. Yeah. You're I mean, the first pick in the draft. Does anything change from 12 months ago? Absolutely not. It's still Ezekiel Elliott by a landslide. Yes. Uh, I mean, the guy's up to almost, uh, actually, more than 1,550 yards. He's oh, like okay, I got it right here for you, buddy. He's uh, played 14 games. He has 310 carries for 1,551 yards. That's good for 5.0 average. He has 13 touchdowns. Ridiculous, man. 13 touchdowns. He has 31 receptions to go along with that for 351 yards. And four touchdowns receiving. I mean, and he, I mean, he's actually within, uh, he has a shot again, Eric Dickerson's record, at least. I mean, he's only 1,800 yards for a rookie. Yeah. He, yeah. He's only like 250 yards short of it. Definitely and obtainable. He could do it. I mean, he ripped off 159 yards, I think, this past game. So he could definitely, definitely do it. And he seems to be getting stronger as the year goes on, not the other way around. The guy's a beast. I yeah. mean, everything that I said in the preseason, and I'm sure people are like, well, this guy just says this because he went to Ohio State. And I would never, ever do that. I would never judge bias off of ohio state um nor would i do that for like the browns you know but this guy i mean i was just privileged to watch every snap he's ever taken i've got his jersey 
I've got his autograph jersey. Uh, I love this guy. Mm -hmm. I think he's one of the best running backs I've ever seen play in school. So when he came out and I was pre this guy, I was like, again, I made that bold statement saying this guy's the number one dynasty running back before he took a snap. Right. And right now, if you take David Johnson, that's fine. That's understandable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. But I think we both said last week that if we had to take one running back number one overall, it'd be Ezekiel Elliott. Yep, and it wouldn't even be close. So this right here is a no-brainer at 1-1. I mean, totally. this is something that you give up. Like, if you can go back, like, the 1-1 was so hard to get before, but it was somewhat obtainable. I wish I could go back now and just offer some, you know, something disgusting. Right. For this 1-1 to try and get Zeke. I mean, he's, there's very few running backs that you could build a dynasty team around. And he is definitely one of them. He's going to be a stud running back. He's going to be like the next AP. I, I mean, I, everyone says it about so many people, but it's, it's actually true about him. He could, he could rip off eight good years, like where he's a running back. One. One. Top five. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's disgusting. And the more he gets involved, I think, I think his receptions can go up down the road as well. Mm -hmm. That old line's young. Um, Dax Prescott is young. I wouldn't be surprised if they add another receiver to that receiving core here soon as well to offset Des Bryant. So, yeah, Zeke Elliott. I mean, this guy's a, this guy's a franchise changer. Love him. Absolutely. So I concur. So let's get to the rest of the draft here. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to drop down a tier. <laughs> yes. Um, yes but with the 1-2, I don't think I'm dropping down. Okay, I'm dropping down a tier, but down the road, I don't think it's a crazy tier. With the 1-2, I'm taking Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. In 13 games that he's played this year, he has got 76 receptions for 883 yards. Four touchdowns. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's definitely. Um, I I had a feeling you were going to go that route, and um, it doesn't really surprise me. And it it's you know. Do you know where Michael Thomas is right now in PPR leagues? Um, he is wide receiver number. I was going to say like fourteen or something. Fourteen exactly. Really? Look at you? Wow, look at me. Wow, look at. It's because we're in a DeLorean. You exactly. got that magazine. Exactly. Oh, just maybe 14. He caught 76 passes for 83 <laughs> yards. Just guessing. Just, just off the top of my head, yeah. Just, just throwing them out there. No, no. Um, yeah, so Michael Thomas, I mean, this is a guy I remember that in going back in time that you were somewhat cautious about because you, you were over worried about the tape. And I said I wasn't worried about the tape, and I really like this guy, and that's why we always kept him right there around five. When everybody right. else was, like, kind of down on Michael Thomas, like, we still really liked him. We both kept him right there. Um, Kenneth Dixon's the guy that kind of flip flopped here and there above him, but we never really bumped Sterling Shepard ahead of him. Ever. No, no, we didn't. I, I, I'm looking right here at my original board, and I had Michael Thomas six, Sterling Shepard seven. Yeah, so he takes a big jump here, and the reason is is the guy has shown me already at 22 years old, six three, 212 pounds, that he could be a number one receiver. Oh, he has eight touchdowns. I'm sorry, I said four. I think he has eight. Well, I can't read my own handwriting. Don't cut that in half. I believe it is eight. Yeah, so that's uh, that's even better than four than what I said. <laughs> that that's I'm gonna now I'm gonna be the math whiz. That's twice as good. But yeah, I mean and he's got Brandon Cooks there. I mean Drew Brees is probably gonna play for a couple more years. This guy is one of those guys that's just he's he fits the bill as a number one receiver. And he's only gonna get better. He's got that bloodline of Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, again, I feel really really good about Michael Thomas long term. I easily easily give up a 17 first for michael thomas i will confirm that it was eight touchdowns by the way and i would definitely do that as well would you give up how high of a first would you give up for like going in a 17 draft like how high would you give up 
<sighs> pick one five. I was gonna say four or five. Yeah, like right yeah. around there. Yeah, and that's where I feel too. And like, and it's kind of dumb because it's almost stupid. Because I'm sitting here saying this guy already has 76 receptions. He already has 883 yards in 13 games. Mm-hmm. And well, and for me to say, well, you know, with the top four pick, I can get Corey Davis or Michael Mike Williams. And it's like, well, why don't I just take Michael Thomas, who seems like he's for sure. Who's done it in the NFL and is on a great team that likes to throw the ball. And, and, and a dome. Right. A ton. Yep. So it, it's safe to say, like, why wouldn't I give up 1-3? Why would I'm hoping Mike Williams turns into Michael Thomas. Right. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm a really big Corey Davis fan. Um, I know we were talking about him last year, hoping he was, came out and he went back to school. So... I'm a really big Corey Davis fan. I actually would probably take Corey Davis ahead of Mike Williams at this point. We're going to see where they land. Um, but, again, I, I'd, I, if somebody's like, I'll give up 1-4, one, 1-3 one, for Michael Thomas, I'd be okay with that. And, it, and it, it'd be kind of dumb for me not to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If somebody, hey, if I had a third, like I had the third, say I have the third pick in the draft this year, and somebody's like, hey, I'll, dude, I really want that third pick, man. I'm a huge Clemson fan. Uh, Mike Williams, I'm kind of feeling, you know, some feelings for him. Um, a little bit more than, you know, draft wise, a little bit more than friendship. Yeah. You know, Um, it's just, I got this poster on my wall. mm -hmm. Um, kind of did my own add ons there, but you know, I want to draft them. I'll give you Michael Thomas for one, three. I should say yes. Mm -hmm. This guy's wide receiver 14. He's almost a wide receiver one in year. Number one in year. Number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd give up one, three for him. And almost why wouldn't like we build around receivers. Why wouldn't I give up? See, that's a, those running backs are so good. Running backs are so hard to come by. Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette are so good. But I have a feeling three years from now, I'd be like, oh, I should, I'd give up 1-1 one, one in that 17 rookie class for Michael Thomas. It's almost like any pick would be fair for Michael Thomas at this point. I mean, I don't know about any pick, but um, I see. <clears throat> Excuse me. I see what you're getting at. He's really, I mean, he's really good. He's established himself. And he's on a great team and with a great quarterback. So, so but maybe, but maybe you could turn it into like, so maybe you have, so maybe you have one one right, mm-hmm. and your biggest rece- your biggest need isn't at running back actually, it's actually at receiver, right? So maybe you can flip that one one into Michael Thomas and something else. You know what I mean? And kind of like ride that rookie hype. Maybe you can get like a second right right or a third yeah 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 if you're if, if you're if you're going that route if you're not going to pick a, a running back either way then yeah i would definitely say that it's worth that but on the flip side I, i'm gonna say this if you own michael thomas do not trade him right well right <laughs> don't fall for that suckatash suckering Sucker. uh so mike do you, do you agree with that pick yeah definitely okay all i right. knew i knew you were gonna do it and, and yes i agree with you know me so well i know all right moving on um you are on the clock with the third pick now this is gonna be interesting this is where i want to see i have my list here in order i'm a little i'm upset you're all set i'm trying to i'm kind of going off the on the fly here okay so um gosh man it's like you go with what you i'm in a dilemma whether i go with a guy that i thought was going to be really good that hasn't shown anything but they have a track record of bringing rookies along really slowly there or do i go with somebody that's flashed a little something and i'll probably go with the guy that flashed a little something and just go sterling shepherd here wow okay yeah I have him uh, significantly lower on my redraft board significantly here. Significantly lower, huh? Yeah, I got him right around. I have him right around like five, six, like anywhere in between there. It's arguable. Um, okay, so you're gonna take Sterling Shepard, who is actually, we were talking about Michael Thomas being wide receiver fourteen. Uh huh. Sterling Shepard is wide receiver number thirty-six. That's mean, good for the very last spot 
right. as a wide receiver three, which makes you a week in, week out starter. Now, not with matchups and all, but I mean, still in Shepard again, he's 5'10, 174. He's only 23 years old. Already has 55 catches for 592 yards and seven touchdowns. He's got a good amount of touchdowns. He's been, he's been, he's shown enough to me, you know, for me to, to go ahead out on a limb and, and pick him here. And, and he's, I think he's more than just a compliment to Odell Beckham. He's going to be rival, not that he's going to rival him, you know, for the, the number one dog. But yeah, he, he'll never be that. I think he fits in that role of what he'll be. Right. It, like, I think, like, as the years go along, I think I'll turn into like an 85 catch receiver right. right around like, like a thousand yard receiver, like hovering right around there. And if he can keep up those touchdowns, like those seven, if he get like, give me like eight to 10 touchdowns a year mm-hmm. and finish as like a wide receiver, like 29 every year, I'd be really happy with that. Definitely. Um, definitely have this draft class. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this taking him at number three is a real safe pick. Yeah, it is definitely safe. Um, while we're talking about it, how 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 deep are we going in this to, into this draft? Two rounds. Two rounds. Okay, because there isn't much. There's a lot of. Boo-boo. Oh no, there's a lot of do. Trust there's me. a lot of boo boo we'll, after that. As we get through this, we're gonna like okay. we'll hit the tier of like okay, okay, like good. we're almost there. All right. <laughs> the tier is almost there. <laughs> there's um, a lot of garbage. So again, I mean this this pick like whereas I wouldn't I wouldn't take this here. It's definitely the probably going forward. It's the safest pick out there. Mm-hmm. So, and I know how you are a safety first person. Yeah. Um, I usually am. You don't jaywalk. I don't. You ride your helmet when you, you wear a helmet when you ride a bicycle. Uh-huh. What else do you do? Um, none of those things so far. Oh. But, you, you know, know. You don't, do you even ride a bicycle? Um, yeah, I definitely do. I don't even own a bicycle. I drive my kids on around on a bike throughout the neighborhood. We got like hit a new bike for Christmas. He's only four, so he won't listen to this. Uh. I told my wife, I was like, we need to get a bike soon. We got to ride a bike. I had a bike in eighth grade. I got it for my birthday in eighth grade. And, uh, and then? It got stolen. <laughs> like, four days later, I drove it. I, wrote, I didn't drive it. I rode it to the, the supermarket to buy some delicious candy or whatnot. I was younger in eighth grade. Sure. Uh, and I came out, and uh, my bike was gone. That blows, man. Yeah, I was really upset. It was a new bike, so it was, like, it was, it was awesome. And my parents were pissed. Sure, because they just bought you a brand new bike. <laughs> just bought me a brand new bike, and I come back walking home, <laughs> distraught. Where's your bike? <laughs> Red face. <laughs> Quit crying like a little bitch. <laughs> oh, sorry, parents. Sorry. Kind of not a good way to talk to your eighth grade son. Uh, but yeah, my bike got stolen, and that's the last bike I've ever owned. Wow, man. Yeah, they never bought me a new one. And after that, like after eighth grade, you know, ninth grade Who comes needs along. It, right? Yeah. You know, I got a skateboard, so I started skateboarding. Tenth grade, I got a car. They did buy me a car, at least. Hey, that's something, man. Yeah. yeah. So don't get this stolen. <laughs> uh, thanks for the advice. <laughs> thanks for the advice. You know, I got a car stolen once. Do you remember that? I do. One of the only times I've ever left my key. This is, this is I left my keys in the car. Bad move, man. Which I never, ever do. And my car got stolen. <laughs> hey, go figure. I actually found it. I got it back later, but it was just weird. Only time I ever got my car stolen. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, so I'm on a clock with the number four pick we're at. Yep. Uh, I'm taking Corey Coleman. Awesome. So he's on a really crappy team. Yes, sir. He is wide receiver right now, number 87, but he's only played in eight games. So he's got 26 catches for 358 yards and three touchdowns. I, think, I still think he's an explosive uh, receiver. I, th- I still think he has a good shot at being a quality receiver. I really would hope the Browns would sign Terrell Pryor long-term to offset him. But I feel like he just needs 
a better I mean he needs a lot around him too. He needs a better offensive line. Uh he needs to get used to the system. Uh uh and he just needs a better quarterback overall. I mean the Browns quarterback play has been pretty bad. Yeah, it's been horrible. So he's played most of his games with Troll Pryor. So again, from what I've seen on tape, I'm willing to gamble here. I had Corey Coleman right around my number wide receiver three, uh my number three overall pick going into this draft. And I feel like there's no reason to really bail on that quite yet. So there's some other upside here, but at least I've saw some things from Corey Coleman mm-hmm. that I liked. So I'm willing to take here again and gamble on that guy at number four overall and wish for the best. Nice. Things are getting grim here in this things draft are, already. Things are getting bad. Yeah. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on Corey Coleman? Like now, I mean, obviously this year is, it's, it's just about over. It's a rough year, but what do you think of him going forward? Um, yeah no i think i think he'll be all right i think he'll be all right i just don't i don't i'm not sure that he's like a wide receiver one no i don't think he is either yeah but i mean in this draft i think we kind of got past, i mean still shepherd's not a wide receiver one yeah good point so good point um at this point i mean if you're gonna shoot for wide receiver one upside i guess you would probably go just josh dotson that's what um, I, that's what i was talking about earlier when i was like should i go for a guy that i think can be a wide receiver one or should i go for proven talent well, and we get to him i'll explain why i wouldn't take why i wouldn't take him here um but yeah, I mean, for me, almost kind of like we said about Sterling Shepard is how I kind of feel like about Corey Coleman, where I'm hoping the same thing. I'm hoping he can catch like 85 balls for about 1,100 yards and still get like that seven, let's just, let's touchdowns. Just, let's just end this and just, I'm going to pick Josh Dotson and we can go ahead and talk. Yeah. So Josh Dotson, 6'2, 206 mm-hmm. on the IR because that Achilles. Right. And, and he really never. Got never on the field. And he never got back from that. I mean, right. I, so we're talking like almost a year long problem with this. And I'm just worried about like, I've seen it just too many times sometimes where these rookie run at court, like these receivers come in here and they get hurt like early and just never overcome it. Well, yeah. I mean, they get the immediate guy that comes to mind is Brashad Perryman, who, you know, obviously came in with a lot of hype last year. I don't think you and I were on it per se, but there was a lot of hype surrounding him. And then he really just didn't play at all his rookie year. I mean, he didn't, he didn't really break out or anything this year yeah. when he was on the field. Like hasn't he, done anything really this year. Now right. he's somebody that might have some good upside going into next year. That wide receiver might, three, yeah. it's a make or break year. Right, absolutely. But how many times do we see that though? Like, okay, man, this is the guy. Mm. This is it. Year three, make or break year. And more times out of not, it's it's, it's a break. It's a break. You're right. Yeah. All right. I agree. So like that work. Like he's already like there's already this, already this huge red flag. And when he, him coming out of TCU, like he had the most wow factor coming out there like this big explosive heel so if this achille injury even limits him a little bit that's like his whole game Mm -hmm. his explosiveness his explosiveness so for me it's kind of like already here it's like okay and i understand because where we're at there's a lot like there's i feel like we're in a whole another tier right now i think the reason i picked him here is because going into next year uh, you know pierre garçon and deshaun jackson might both be gone they're both gone they're both they're both yeah they're both free agents they're most likely gonna be gone so it opens up an immediate spot for this guy to really hit the ground running next year, as long as his, his um, Achilles is, yeah. is healthy. So. And this is why, like, this is definitely, I think, the choice here. I think if you would have taken him number three overall, I think if you would have went right, right, right there, then I think I would have been okay with that as well, too. Because, again, you're going for gold. Right. Like, you're not being safe with, like, still in Shepard's safe. Corey Coleman, to me, still kind of a safe pick from right. where they drafted him. Even though he had a bad, he's not having a great year this year. He missed a lot of time with injury. I think he's, if, if he didn't, he'd fall right into that Corey Coleman, uh, Stolen Shepard category. I mean, Stolen Shepard played in, you know, almost all the games. He has 55 catches, and Corey Coleman's only played in eight games. He's got 26 catches. Mm-hmm. So it's right about half 
almost there it is anyway. So, and he's got, he got three touchdowns. So I, I think they would extrapolate to be right around the same kind of stats. So I see those guys as really similar, similar. Yeah, players. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have no problem. I mean, I would take Josh Dotson here, too. I okay. guess if it means anything. I feel, right. I feel good about that, too. And I think that is, like, the fact that he is a first-round pick, the fact that he is going to be thrust into that number one receiver uh, role. They will sign Kirk Cousins to a long-term contract. They will likely bring in another receiver. Um, T-Jax is probably most likely gone for sure. They're talking about him possibly right. going back to Philly. Garcon, I can see him coming back on a team-friendly contract, but only only if, that, if that's the case. Right, which is fine because, I mean, but they don't Pierre, really Pierre Garcon, is, he just catches, like, real, you know, close to the line of scrimmage type yeah. of stuff, real dump-off type of passes. He's so, a safety right. receiver. And they have Jamison Crowder there, who honestly really offset Josh Dotson well because they're both big play receivers, but right. Jamison Crowder can be that little smaller slot receiver, and Josh Dotson can mold himself to that number one receiver. Agreed. So long term value. I mean, where do you see him? Like, is this a guy that you're trying to get in your this rookie draft class? Like, so Josh Dotson, obviously his value is down. Mm-hmm. We just talked about his he has this really high upside going into seventeen. It's really high. Like it's a really it's really good upside. This is a guy who potentially went number three overall in this year's draft class. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you th- like I now obviously it's a lower pick. I mean, would you be willing to give up like draft pick number one eight and seventeen to get this guy? Or is that too to be determined until we actually break down our board? For I think it, I think that's too. Uh, yeah, it's too early to tell because he's not going to be worth the one point three in this year's draft. No, certainly not. Not even close. Not even so, the same stratosphere. Right. So and even if he would have came out healthy, he wouldn't be in this class. I mean, a lot of these guys would be bumped down in this class. Absolutely. Would Zeke Elliott still be one one in this class? Because I said it last year, and people were like, "How can you say that?" I'm like, "I say this because I could see the tape of Leonard Fournette, who's really really good, but I also see Zeke Elliott." Because I said last year, I was like, "Zeke," I was like, "Not only is Zeke Elliott one one this year." And I put out there, I was like, he's, he'd be 1-1 one, one next year. Yeah, People are like, oh, how can you say that? He I'm definitely like, would be. There's question marks around Fournette. I mean, look at the dude's ankle. He was, I mean, he was in and out of games all year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be his biggest red flag. We got to watch those medicals right. go at the training camp. So, right. and yeah, same thing with Josh Dodson. He'd fall down. I mean, he went most likely pick number four in most drafts anyway. So this class, he'd be dropped down too. But let's make a mental note of that too as we get into these rookies and we do our, like our first mock draft. If we can remember like, hey, maybe this is value here about guys you can attack from this draft class. Because I always like to do that. I always like to try and acquire picks that didn't do much to their rookie class later for better value. Because right. it, it, it could be done. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. Guys that were first-round picks the year before that didn't do anything, people were like, what have you done for me lately? And they'll give up on these guys. And meanwhile, they're just not giving them enough time. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's an instant guarantee. So think of that, too. Think if you can get some of these first-round talented guys for second-round picks in 17, do it. True. You're so up. So I'm on the clock. Yep. Here. And I have a feeling I like I know who I have a feeling I'm gonna see if you take him next, which I would take this guy after I take this guy, but I, I have a feeling I, who I know you would take here. All right. But I'm still gonna take a Laquan Treadwell. Okay. Here. All right. Just reason being I'm taking him here at six. I feel like that's you know, middle of the pick here, I'm middle middle of the draft. This is a receiver I really like coming out. You know? I, I totally agree, man. I was, I was, you know, contemplating for the same reasons as Josh Johnson. Like, I mean, except, I mean, except his is like, it's not an injury. It's his mental game isn't quite there yet. And they bring him along. They bring him, you know, the rookies along pretty yeah, he's slowly. He's just not as polished as he should be. I right. mean, it's just, and this is a guy we knew we had to work a little bit, but mm-hmm. it, I am, I am worried a little bit about Laquan Treadwell. If I drafted him, I'm somewhat worried. I mean, this guy who's played nine games, he has one catch for 15 yards in a year. That's bad, man. One catch for 15 yards mm-hmm. first round pick but at the same time 
this is a guy, maybe you know, they have a, hopefully, he's a first round pick, and hopefully this is a plan they have in place. Because mm-hmm. they have no other receivers there in Minnesota besides Stephon Diggs. They have Stephon Diggs, yeah. And I think Stephon Diggs compliments Laquan Treadwell perfectly. I, I agree. They do complement each other nicely, and they're going to make really good weapons for whoever's playing quarterback next year. Whether, whether it be Teddy Bridgewater or Sam Bradford. Right. And again, this is, I'm going off college production here. I'm going off of everything I saw coming out in this rookie class of a player that I really liked. Will he be a stud wide receiver one, number one? Probably not, but he still has a potential. Because he's, he's not a breaking speed. He's a possession receiver. He, he could be like that good Anquan Bolden you know, kind of receiver. Well, yeah, what, what bothers me, or what, I guess what, um, he, was, he was a perfect person for like Norv's system, where Norv likes a big guy that can kind of you know, get open and jump ball type of things and just kind of toss it up to him. And now that Norv's gone, I'm kind of not exactly sure what the offense is going to look like next year. Like if, if Pat Shermer is going to keep playing or, you know, keep calling plays or they're going to bring in another offensive coordinator. So from that standpoint, uh, there's a little bit of uncertainty, which kind of in the back of my head is just kind of like, you know, it kind of just tickles the back of my brain kind of a little bit and, you know, makes me think a little bit. He's still a first round pick. But yeah, he's absolutely they're invested in it. He, they're invested in him, but, I, you know, hopefully he fits what they want to do going forward. Yeah. And if you look back, there's tons of wide receivers that have been first round picks that have done absolutely nothing mm-hmm. whatsoever. Sure. Um, so I'm taking look. I'm taking Laquan Treadwell here. Do you think you can let Laquan Treadwell for um, a second? Do you think that's bot, like a 17 second? I don't think so because I mean I I think whoever you know they whoever has them gave up. They took him too. They high. took him too high to give up. Yeah. But just give up. You know, on just a second round pick. I agree. Too. I mean, this is a guy. His price tag is gonna be too high for what you'd want to give up to get a guy like that. And then, yeah. So. Moving on. Moving on. I know who you're picking. You do? I do. What is his first name? Uh, What does it start with? It's an H. Yeah. (laughs) And then Triple H, Hunter Hearst Henry, my man. Oh, my hand. My man from from day one. So when I was doing doing a little pre-notes for the show, and I got to to Hunter Henry at number seven. That's where I have on my board, number seven. And I'm like, you know, like... (laughs) There's a part of me that says, "Hey, I would take Hunter. Like, would it be just smarter to take like Hunter Henry over Josh Dotson, Laquan Treadwell? Definitely, just because he's so much safer. I mean, we're talking about a six-five tight end, two hundred twenty pounds in San Diego, the future L.A. Chargers. Um, that's just shown already in thirteen games. He has thirty-two catches for four hundred thirty-five yards and seven touchdowns. Booyah! And that's splitting time with the Hall of Famer Antonio Gates. Yep, he's shown his athleticism. The guy's a stud tight end." He's going to be a stud going forward. They're probably going to get another, you know, they're getting Keen Allen back. Tyrell Williams is taking a big step forward this year. Yeah. Uh, they like to use a tight end out there in San Diego. Now, we don't know if Mike McCoy is going to be back. Phillip Rivers will be back, though. Phillip, Phillip will be there, and he loves the tight end. And Antonio won't of, be back. And so I think this is it for Antonio Gates. And, you know, in the games where Antonio Gates wasn't there and Hunter Henry um, wasn't, because he, he got kind of nicked up there in the middle of the season, he just he went berserk. And, yeah. and it was just like you could plug that guy instantly in as your tight end one, and, and he did amazing. Like, he looked awesome. He was running really good routes. He was catching everything, and, and you know, and then he got a little nicked up, and then Antonio Gates came back. And so he kind of faded towards the end, like the middle of the season, but now lately he's been, he's been right back in it, right back at it, man. You know? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who I can see 
having a thousand yards receiving and having right around ten touchdowns totally. for like four or five yeah. years in a row. Absolutely. And put him right into a top five tight end. You know, in that echelon of top five of like tight ends that give you that edge to help you win championships. I mean, I've talked about this for the last couple of years on this, how I feel like that elite tight end gives you such a huge edge over your opponents because there's so few far in between to come by. So, you know, in Dynasty, when you get to those championship games, everybody has a really good team. This isn't redraft. Right. You know what I mean? So right. there's some teams that are like really loaded up with some really good players where you, you're looking for that edge in Dynasty. Where again, redraft, it's kind of you know waiver wire pickups, guys like that. It's it's a completely different than dynasty. Definitely a dynasty like year five, year six. I mean, our league's going in what year fourteen, somewhere around there. It's, so yeah, it's up there. You yeah. know, it's you're looking for that edge, and this is where you get the edge. Guys like Gronk, Jordan Reed, you know the Jimmy Grahams of the world, and now the future to me, Hunter Henry. And Ooh, I'm excited yeah. about some of these tight ends coming out. You know, like the Bucky Hodges, OJ Howards mm-hmm. coming out as well. That can put that like can fall in the right spot and do this as well. So to me, Hunter Henry here at number seven might be the best value in this whole. So where we come besides Zeke and Michael Thomas, he might, you know, we might look back at him and say, "Hey, you, you should have taken Hunter Henry number third overall." Right, and I got him at the end of the rounds, you know, end of round one, in two leagues. Yeah, and that's one thing I'm definitely going to put our hat like I again. I mean, I I don't that I'll flex our muscles on a little bit. No other, I didn't see any other podcast, no other dynasty sites out there that were really pushing Hunter Henry in the first round, but we stuck to our guns there, and we kept Hunter Henry in the first round of every single thing we did. He belonged, in my eyes. And, and we had him anywhere from 10 to 12, right. I think we had him. And we, we liked him more than Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. We liked him more than Derrick Henry. Uh, and people were like, Henry, don't you mean Derrick Henry? And we're like, no, Hunter Henry. <laughs> And they're like, well, what kind of, what are you doing, man? Everybody else has, you know, Derrick Henry going number five or whatever. I'm like, well, that's fine. Well, we don't think Derrick Henry is a long-term solution in Dynasty, but we think Hunter Henry is. All right. If everyone else jumped off a bridge, come on. Yeah. How many so, times did your mom say that growing up? I, I mean, I just, it's just something I feel really good about. Like, right. again, I mean, sometimes you're wrong, sometimes you're right. But this one, we were definitely right on, I feel like. And True. I feel like his value going forward is really, really high. And again, this is something, again, I might be, with a 17 rookie class coming into, like, I don't know what I give up because the other rookies coming in as well. I want to see where they land. Mm-hmm. But if I have a really late first and I'm looking at a tight end, I might be, I might be trying to get Hunter Henry with that pick. There you go. So I'm on the clock. You are, sir. And I'm going to take a pick here at number eight we're at. I'm going to take Tyler Boyd. Okay. For Pitt, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, 6'2", 197. You know, AJ Green's gone out. And a lot of people are like, hey, you know, it's been mix and match with Brandon LaFell and Tyler Boyd. But right now, Tyler Boyd, with all everything going on, is wide receiver 61. In 14 games, he has 50 catches, 539 yards, and only one touchdown. So if this guy had more touchdowns, his, he'd be significantly higher in rankings uh, sure. here. But to me, what he's shown me is he could be a really solid number two receiver in Cincinnati. And, and that's what we kind of said, like, um, I think pre-draft, we kind of, here was my thing. Everyone was really high on Tyler Boyd. I had him at, at number 10. Um, I couldn't get him any higher than that because he doesn't do anything great. No. He does everything really well, but he doesn't do anything great. Like, he's not super fast. He, you know, he, he, just, he doesn't have, like, crazy route running skills. He's just a good wide receiver. He's a, he's a good wide receiver, and, and he'll, he'll definitely be a great compliment. He could never be 
the guy, I don't think, anywhere. No. Where he's just, like, the number one guy and, and, and that kind of wide And I think, I think next year he's going to assert himself in that number two receiver and role in Cincinnati. I, be I, a starter. I definitely think so. A.J. Green's going to help him out a ton. Right. There's big-time value because with a guy like A.J. Green pulling double coverage on the other side, you're going to get targets. Yeah, and you're talking about A.J. Green's going to be there for another three, four years for mm-hmm. sure. Sure. So, and I, and I can see Tyler Boyd elevate himself to a, a consistent wide receiver three. And in this draft class, and maybe it maybe not, maybe he doesn't get there, but I can see him being like borderline, you know. But at least a guy that you can put in your flex during injuries, things along those lines. And we're at right now in this draft. For me, when we we're talking about safety before, I feel like he's a nice safe pick here. Okay. Now, at the same time, I, I, I could go another way, but it's, but again, with building around receivers, I think I'm just going to take Tyler Boyd here. Be happy with it, knowing I'm not getting the star. But at least something I know I can have on my roster for a while and kind of hopefully help me out from here to there. And I, sir, am going to pick next and shoot for the stars. All right. And I'm going to go Tyreek the Freak Hill. Oh, my. A guy that um, I, I did draft late in one round in one league, and, and I actually ended up picking him up off the free agent wire in another league, um, I think like one or two games in, maybe one game into the season. Yeah. Um. So on the year, so far we're looking at 56 catches, 547 yards, six touchdowns, and then another two touchdowns on the ground and, on the, and 157 yards rushing. On 15 attempts. On, on only 15 attempts, That's right. That's 10.5 yards average. I mean, and if your league gets punt return, kick returns, this guy is... Oh, that helps out a ton. This guy him. is like a gold mine for you because he's scoring every single which way. He's like the first guy since Gale Sayers to score receiving, rushing, and punt return in, like, their first year or something like that. I know so, Macklin coming back affects him a little bit because I know, like, his biggest games came with Macklin injured and out. But for being a rookie who had some question marks coming into it, yeah, I mean, he's pretty solid. Look, here's how I see it. There's a guy, Corey Coleman, who they won't let return punts because they say, oh, he's got too much on his plate. Like, he's, he's a rookie and he's just trying to learn, you know, like the wide receiver duties. And then there's a guy who's like a fourth round pick, Tyreek, or a fifth round pick. I don't even, what was he? He's a uh, fifth round pick, who's returning returning kicks. You know, in the return game, he's he's a wide receiver. He's doing running back plays. He's all over the place, making explosive plays. Like so, so obviously he's got a good head on his shoulders. I know he, he like he slipped in the draft because he he had some off field issues. So yeah. I mean, he's a little bit of a knucklehead, but. I mean, he's wide receiver thirty right now. Right, he's number thirty. Overall. Exactly, he's thirtieth. You know, so I mean, that's a that's a nice little wide receiver three right there, and he he's prone to having like huge games. So, um, he's a guy that I I'm willing to take a shot at now at nine, over yeah. over some of the uh, you know over some of the other guys that we obviously had higher. I could, I could definitely buy into that pick and not be all right. Like, oh, what are you doing there? And I tell you, that's a bad pick. I I feel completely comfortable with that too because I. He, he falls in the same category, like, okay, this guy, is this a guy that can get better? Because his game is based off speed, so he's got a good... I mean, everyone pegs left. him, and, and, you know, every time you watch a game, they're like, oh, Tyreek Hill, he's the fastest guy in the NFL right now. Like, everyone says that, and it shows on the field. The guy's, you know, ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. So, I, I think it's a good pick. I think Tyreek Hill is somebody, again, the event your roster you feel comfortable, comfortable with because you could actually start him. Again, he's wide receiver number 30 right now, so he's a wide receiver three. Yeah, and listen, and I got this guy for free in one league and like a fifth round pick in another league. And that kind of made like 
his production kind of fueled my fire for making a couple trades this year and like giving up a 2017 first round pick because I figured, hey, I pretty much got this guy for free yeah. this year. I'll be okay if I miss, you know, if I Next don't have year, my first round. Guys. Yeah, because I got a guy this year pretty late, you know, or for free. Well, I got it. Um, so I, you know, he provided me a little bit of, you know, just kind of good, good warm feelings inside. Oh, that's good. I'm yeah. glad you feel warm Ty- inside. Tyreek. Hey, we got rainbows coming out of here. Exactly. Um, at number ten, I'm taking Jordan Howard. That was the guy that like I was debating. Yeah, I so. thought about taking him over uh, Tyler Boyd. Okay. Um, actually, I mean, this is a guy who's number nine running back overall. Right. Number nine. He's a running back one. Right. Um, and the reason being so is like this guy was a huge on coming of the year coming out of Indiana, but in these thirteen games, I mean, he's shown me. I mean, he has two hundred eleven rushes, one thousand fifty nine yards rushing. That's good for a five point zero average. Mm-hmm. Um, he has six touchdowns. He has five games with 100-plus yards in a game. He also has 28 receptions for 289 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he, and he didn't even start the year as the guy. Either. No. And he, they screwed around for a while with him, like, back and forth. And Jeremy Langford was right. supposed to be the guy there who we were down on the complete the right. whole time. Right. And Jordan Howard, who's somebody I, again, coming out, I did not give this guy a lot of hype. Me neither. I didn't care right. about him. Yep. I wasn't big on him. I didn't think he was that great. But he came in here, and he sh- completely showed me wrong. Right. Um, pie in my face. I'll eat crow and Jordan Howard all day long. Yep. Again, this is guy is number nine overall running back right now. So you have a running back one if you drafted him, which is in go- coming on strong late in the year. And he's he's showing right now with what he's done. He is you know Chicago's got a lot of holes. Yeah. To fill. They they don't have to fill the running back one. And this is a hole they're not going to have to fill. Right. Maybe they draft a guy just for safety, but they got to probably look at it too. At the same time, they have Jeremy Langford who's young. Hey, we'll just flip flop put Jeremy Langford as our number two running back, and we'll keep Jordan Howard. They don't even touch the running back class. They go into the seventeen with Jordan Howard as their number one running back. Maybe this is a guy who can't be overly fantastic, but there's no reason to believe that he can't do this. And at worst case, be a running back too. Yeah, he's going forward. Absolutely, he's. A, so, I mean, he's doing it on a terrible Bears team. I mean, yeah. they're awful. So. so, like almost like Hunter Henry, it's like. You know, why is he going here at 10? Like, are we making a mistake even taking him here at 10? Like, why would we even take him over Tyler Boyd? You know, do I just take, like, should I have not taken Tyler Boyd over Jordan Howard just because I might as well get, this is running back one we're talking about over a safe wide receiver three possibly in Tyler right, Boyd. Right. It's just, I don't see, I still don't see, like, long-term well, answer in Jordan I, Howard. Well, here's the deal. I, I have no objection to you taking him at 10. My pre-draft, I had him in the 40s. No, that's pretty bad. I, I, I did not like the guy at all. No, coming in, so he wasn't to, that great. So he's making a, a huge jump to, to even be, you know, up in the, up in the, obviously in the top 10. He's caught 28 balls. Right, right. He's done some things that I didn't think he was capable, capable of, but at the same time, I still am not like, I love this guy's skills. Like, but I think he's come, he's, he's still done enough that I think we can bring him into the first round. Yeah. I agree. I feel good about that. Obviously, because I took him. So, yep. Okay, you're on the clock. Number eleven. This is where it's starting to get tricky now. Now we're yeah. To me, like Ugh. right now, it's kind of like well, there's a couple more guys I'd feel like okay with them on my team here. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, it, yeah, we're. I, I'm gonna, gonna let you make the pick then. Um, uh, you're for, up. For, I know. No, I'm not making this pick. I mean, oh. make the pick for a couple of those guys. I'm gonna go probably somewhere a little weird. Um. And go Dak Prescott. Okay. I was, 
Again, he he's somebody that was like really he's definitely my number one quarterback. Yeah. Who just announced to the Pro Bowl, by the way. Was he really? Yeah. He's wow. the third Pro Bowl quarterback. But again, I I mean just I just love the guy's poise in the pocket. Um he adds the extra element of of being elusive enough to have some rushing stuff go on going on, you know. Elusive enough. The guy has um how many rushing touchdowns? He has six rushing touchdowns. Right. You know what that is? He has more rushing touchdowns on the year than Todd Gurley and Lamar Miller, <laughs> who have five. Ridiculous, man. He has just as many rushing touchdowns as Carlos Hyde and Le'Veon Bell. That's pretty amazing, man. Dak Prescott. I mean, this guy who's, yeah, 14 games, 292 attempts. Uh, he's completed 67.7%, 3,498 yards, 20 touchdowns, only four interceptions. He's, I mean, he's done really good, and they're running the heck out of the ball. It's amazing what a really good offensive line and good running back will do to a quarterback. It really is. He doesn't have to do too much, and this is exactly how you want to bring along a quarterback in the NFL. You just, you, 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 you have him throw it, you know, 15, 20 times a game instead of like 40 times a game where they're getting killed because everyone knows that they're throwing on every down. Which I think is going to hurt him in the playoffs this year. I think they're going to be one and done because of that. But I think the the future is bright going forward. I don't know, man. They're they're built for playoff. They're 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 able to run the ball. That's what the playoffs turn into, man. Yeah, but you got to throw the ball too in the playoffs. I I feel like this is gonna hurt. again. I I mean I like Dak. Yeah. Either way, he's gonna get great experience this year. They're definitely going into the playoffs, and um, I just I just like the guy. I think he's got a huge upside. So what would have happened if he didn't get that DUI right before the draft? He wouldn't have landed here, and he probably would have been in the Browns or something crappy. <laughs> <laughs> he has four touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, again, I mean, I like everything that he's done this year. And, again, he, he, the guy that can get done with his legs, again, he has more rushing touchdowns than Lamar Miller and Ty right. Gurley. Right. So, again, this isn't like a pick you could really just oppose. Right. I mean, you're like, okay, and why wouldn't you take a Pro Bowl quarterback here if you can? In his rookie year. I mean, in that's ridiculous. rookie year. Yeah. That, you know, problem here. solved, you know, at your quarterback position for the next eight to 10 years. True story. All right. I'm going to clock here at number 12 to finish out the first round of our redraft rookie draft pro redo rookie draft in our DeLorean here. All right. Um, so there's a couple guys here. I'm kind of debating. There's a couple guys I'm debating between, but I'm going to go ahead and take Ken Dixon. Nice. <laughs> In 10 games, the guy that rushed the ball for 66 yards. Uh, 66, 66 attempts, 281 yards. It's good for 4.3 yards on average. Has one touchdown, 26 receptions, 142 yards and a touchdown. Where, I don't again, I don't think Kenneth Dixon is the answer in Baltimore at running back, but I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that can be a nice PPR running back. Something that you can get in there, you know, when you need running back help on a bye injury, something you can actually start and get your production. He's not going to get you goose eggs because he's he's going to catch, you know, four or five balls a game no matter what. Yeah, and I still like Ken Dixon. And yeah. I think right now, like, he can use another really good running back to help offset him to become a viable option. I think that's his I think that's his floor. Like a guy that catches like four or five balls a game no matter and like it will get you you know, seven to ten points no matter what per game. But I think he can actually he he'll, he might be able to do more than that. Yeah, I think he I think he could be better again. This guy right. came off injury. He started a year late. Uh, has been you know didn't have a great game last week, but he's been put up double double digit points. We actually again we talked about this last week. So somebody who I think is viable. If I can get a good safety running back here at the end of the draft, I'm gonna go ahead and take him. Um, let's do a quick recap of the first round right here. Then we'll shoot through the second round. Okay. Yeah, first pick Zeke Ezekiel Elliott. Second pick Michael Thomas. Third pick. Sterling Shepard, fourth pick, Corey Coleman, 
Fifth, Josh Dotson. Sixth, Laquan Treadwell. Seventh, Hunter Henry. Eight, Tyler Boyd. Nine, Tyreek Hill. Ten, Josh Howard. Eleven, Dak Prescott. Twelve, Kenneth Dixon. Nice. I still feel like I should take I should have taken Jordan Howard over Tyler Boyd. All right. Moving on. So we're back at it with the first pick in the second round. Matt O'Hara selects. Well, before we get all selecty, um, <laughs> I guess it's uh, I just wanted to confirm that apparently we still hate Will Fuller because we uh, still did not make he still did not make the cut in the first round. Uh, let me check that and confirmed. Confirmed. Yes. We still hate the guy. Was he... it in the first round before? Is in the first round again? Yeah. All right. Hey, to yeah. all those people tweeting at us earlier, oh, yeah, you guys were dead on about Will Fuller, weren't you? Yep, 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 we sure were. Hey, you know, what, you know who helped got Brock Osweiler bench? Will Fuller, because one of those interceptions came off of, right off of Will Fuller's hands because he should have caught the football. Yep. Bing. Yeah. So, with the number 13 pick, I'm going to go on. Will Fuller? <laughs> no, I'm actually going to pick CJ Prozice. All right. Yep, um, I like that pick. Um, The guy, he obviously, you know, like broke his shoulder blade or whatever and has missed a ton of time, but the little bit that we did see of him six was, games he played was explosive and he was catching passes and really um pre uh pre-draft or actually after the draft just pre preseason, i wasn't like super high on the guy because i wasn't sure how much of his game was gonna like it, it, i wasn't sure how much it was gonna translate i know he was like a guy that kind of bounced around between uh wide receiver and running back in yeah. college as it seems like they like to do there in notre dame a lot um, but I just wasn't sure because he, he's a six foot, 220 pound guy that he doesn't run real physical. So I wasn't sure exactly what his niche was going to be, but the way that they're using him, he's, he's really going to be a pass catching guy, which is what he should be. Yeah. I mean, he had 17 catches for 208 yards, which is great. Right. Um, even rushing the ball, he wasn't terrible. He had 30 he, attempts, 172 yards, and that was good for 5.7. Yeah. He wasn't bad. Um, I think, I, you know, I think it's, it's really his explosion. Um, that gets him his big yards. So he's not like a guy that's going to move a pile or anything like that. I, I, you know, guy goes and tries to get physical and breaks his shoulder. So Yeah, and I like to pick. I mean, again, in a weak class here at the top of second round, right. this is where the value is really starting to dissipate. Um, I'm okay with it. Yep. With the second pick in the second round, the 14th pick overall, I'm going to take Malcolm Mitchell. Um, 6'1", was... 200 pounds. Yep. Uh, he's wide receiver number 78 right now. And back to CJ Procise, too, before I go, he is wide receiver uh, running back right now in that limited six games. Running back fifty seven. So that's not bad at all. Yeah. No, not for being. Yeah, for not only, for playing. Right. You right know what I mean, he's right. still up there. I mean, fifty seven is nothing to toot your horn about, but it just shows you where he could be. Right. Um, but I'm gonna take Malcolm Mitchell, wide receiver number seventy eight overall right now, playing thirteen games, has twenty nine catches, three hundred seventy two yards, four touchdowns. Again, ball. You know, the Patriots are always looking for that receiver. Uh, it seems like they really like Malcolm Mitchell. I think if the guy didn't dislocate his elbow, like very it was either preseason or like first preseason. it was preseason i or think he would the first game yeah i know what you're talking about it yeah. was very early in the season um i think he would have been a much bigger part of their offense yeah i think so too i mean they've been looking for that guy and it, like we thought chris hogan could have been that guy right but it's who they signed but i think malcolm mitchell somebody that they might let him know they don't have to force issue at receiver this year and go somewhere else and really see malcolm mitchell focus again the good thing with uh Patriots players is continuity of being that Bill Belichick offense. So sure. I think Malcolm Mitchell, again, even right now at pick 14, might what we look back at might be like excellent value. Because mm -hmm. this guy wouldn't surprise me if he surpassed all these other receivers, even fantasy and fantasy wise, somebody who surpasses Laquan Treadwell. 
long term in the value of it. So I feel like I'm getting really good Malcolm Mitchell value here. That's sure. backwards how I say it. No, what, absolutely. I like it. Yeah, I knew what you meant. I'm not sure anyone else did, but I knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So with the 15th pick in the second round, you would select? Mm, gosh, do I have to? I do feel like now we are in a completely different tier. So do I. Like, I don't really want any of these guys. I mean, barring, like, if we took, like, a Carson Wentz here. You know what I mean? Like, if you take Carson Wentz, like, it wouldn't be. But, again, the quarterback, it's not. I, I don't ever call it quarterbacks to be. I mean, I went Dak at number 11, and I could see, you know, another guy not going until the third round. Yeah. So, that's kind of where the gap is in, in my eyes. I Who knows? But, um, for me, I'm probably going to go... Derrick Henry here. Yep, I agree. Um, that's like the that's I think he's shown enough that um you know in the second round he's a he's a good value pick. Um he's he'll de- be utilized. I mean the guy's averaging four and a half yards a carry. Or he has four touchdowns. Yeah, he's he's definitely he kinda do you remember when I, I said in a podcast like I think it's gonna be DeMarco Murray this year and it's gonna be him, you know, First three quarters, three and a half quarters, and then Derrick Henry's going to come and kind of kind of come in here and like bruise come, them come, up. Come a chameleon. Yeah, exactly. Kind of bruise up the guys at the end when they're all tired, and that's kind of how they used him. It might not be necessarily at the end. They kind of just use him for a drive or two in the games. That's kind of how they're using him, and and it's effective. Um, but I think his role will probably expand slightly next year. He just doesn't, you know, he doesn't catch the ball like. Hey, I mean, he has ten receptions for one hundred ten yards. Right. So, and again, I mean. And people were saying, I said this at the beginning of the year, people were like all down to Marco Murray, and you got some really good value in DeMarco Murray going into the year because they're like, oh, but people forgot to really. The guy's con- contract's guaranteed for two years, right. pretty much. Like he's, like we said, they're going to run the wheels off of DeMarco Murray this year and the year after that, and Tennessee's in a playoff hunt because of DeMarco Murray. Right. You know, Marcus Murray was great too, but it's, it's because of DeMarco Murray who made the Pro Bowl. Right. Um, and same thing, I think DeMarco Murray is going to be utilized next year, and then they're going to, the Derrick Henry experiment will really begin. So, even next year, you're going to be kind of waiting on Derrick Henry. Sure. And then you're probably, he's going to be one of those running backs, you know, 2018 might finish the year as a running back one. Mm-hmm. You know, the team's going to be better all around them. Maybe 2019 has another good year, and I think that's going to be it. Like, I, I think I that's going to be it. I so agree. I think this is like, this is an investment for those two years, and you're going to get really good value, but he still falls in that category where I said six months ago, this is a guy. Once he does really good after that first year, and you get some value out of him, sell, 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 sell. Um, so here we are, moving on. Um, and I'm just gonna go ahead and take Carson Wentz because <laughs> I, I hate you because <laughs> I don't like anybody else. Um, I hate you so much. So I'm just gonna take the Carson Wentz. You know, 14 games, 339 attempts, 500 uh, completed, uh, 339 attempts. That's good for 62.8 eight uh, percent average. 3,385 yards. 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Nothing great, nothing glorious, but he is the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, so probably going to get him better receiving options. If they do bring Deshaun Jackson there, it's going to help him out a lot with his big arm. Um, QB2 on my roster, young guy I could put back there, starting in the bye weeks. Somebody can still get it. Somebody, hey, this is a guy I have on my roster for 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. There's right. nothing glory about it. Right. I'm, not, I'm not jumping him down. I'm not high-fiving. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking Carson Wentz. Moving on. With the 17th pick, I'm just going to take Will Fuller. Let's move on. 
<laughs> Listen, the guy. I mean, the guy showed enough that I. God, no, I, I hate him. He has forty-one hate catches him. for five hundred seventy yards. He only has two touchdowns. I hate him. I'm taking that pick back. I don't want him. He's terrible hands. Yeah, I don't want him. Can, yeah. I, can I pick Austin Hooper instead? Yeah, go ahead. Because that's right, what I would take you. here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to take. It was Austin Hooper. All right, good. And, and listen, I mean, and Austin Hooper in 14 games, he only has 19 catches for 271 yards and three touchdowns. The only concern you have to watch with is Atlanta. If the, this tight end class is good, if they go ahead and take a tight end in this class. It's the only thing you have to be somewhat worrisome about. Cause, but I do like Austin Hooper. I like his skills, man. I, I like his skill set, too. I, I think they got him at a good spot. It, it was like, uh, what round did he get drafted in? Do you remember off the like top? Third or fourth round. I, I was going to say, it was pretty high, and that's kind of where tight ends, like the, unless they're elite, that's kind of where they go yeah. in draft. Yeah, they take a couple of years to right. develop. Exactly. So, again, I think Austin Hooper's a nice investment here, too. Um, and right after that, I'm taking Tyler Higby. All right. So, same, same reason. Right. For the I same like reasons. his game. Right. You know, he only has nine catches for 80 yards right. in 14 games. He hasn't done anything, but that team's terrible. Okay. So again, he's a long-term investment. That I'm, I'm going to try and invest here in the LA Rams. I don't really like tons of enough players here to go anywhere else. Again, I don't like Will Fuller. And if if you're sitting here listening to the podcast and you're like, "What are you talking about, Will Fuller, the first round pick? You can't go." Listen, it's because everything we said before. I don't want Will Fuller on my team. I don't ever want to be in a position where I have to start Will Fuller. Right. Because he's just unreliable, man. Um, it goes it goes right to his hands and the fact that. He's just like a deep threat guy. He's a go long guy, man. And you, I personally don't like those kind of guys on my team because no. some days, hell, they hit and, and it's awesome. But then there's those days when they don't, you're getting goose eggs, Which is man. more times than not. Right. Yes. They help NFL teams. He's, he's a good for an NFL right, team. Right. He is not good for a fantasy team. Literally, just go back to all our rookie stuff we have before the year and you'll listen to hours of us talking about Will Fuller and why you shouldn't have drafted him. Tons of people took this guy in the first round. We preached for hours on end that this is a guy you do not want to take in the first round because same exact thing. We were preaching inconsistency. So I'm not taking him here. I'm taking Tyler Higby, and I feel good about it. Because, again, at least he has an upside. I don't see any upside with Will Fuller long term. And I'm going to go. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, I'm going to go with, um, for my pick, Paul Perkins. Uh, It's like you're reading my list here. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, the guy hasn't. You know, he doesn't have, like, eye-popping stats or anything. He doesn't have any touchdowns. He doesn't have any touchdowns. He's got 286 yards. He's been, you know, 14 catches, 153 yards. Um, but it's it's really, um, it's a long-term play here. Obviously, Rashad Jennings isn't long for the league. Shane Vereen just re-ruptured his, you know, tricep again. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's going to be the guy that is the passing down back here for probably the next four or five years. And I think that's his only value. And that's his, that's his value. He'll never be, be a starting running back. He'll never be in between the tackles running back. And you're just hoping. I mean, right now, like you said, he's, he's caught 14 balls for 153 yards. That's pretty good. Um, but you're hoping that he can turn in. Cause I do like Paul Perkins coming right. out, but his only value is in that pass-catching role. So his best thing would be, see, he struggles in pass protection, too. That's what kind of sucks. He needs, to clean, yeah, he needs to clean that up, and, and then he'll he get need, on the field. He needs to clean to have any value going right. forward, he needs to clean that up. Right, absolutely. But to gamble, I would have done the same thing here. I would take him as well because it's, it's worth the gamble because if he can clean that up, he'll have value absolutely. at the running back position. Somebody you can start on bye weeks or during injuries just because he's going like, to catch four or five balls and get you like 60 yards and you know possibly get you a, a double-digit point for somebody on the bottom of your roster. Yep. You could ride for the next four years. And in this York. draft, that's kind of all you're going to get here in the end of the second round. Yeah, so... so um, with the next pick, I'm going to take Tajay Sharp. 
Okay. Um, again, I'm taking him over Will Fuller just because this is a guy in the beginning of the year that the team started. As a rookie, 6'2", 194 yards. In 14 games, he's got 38 catches for 474 yards and a touchdown. Two touchdowns, I'm sorry. And he hasn't done anything for me lately. Started off the year in preseason hot. Um, Absolutely. And is faded. So, yep. again, to me, I'm looking at it this way. I don't like anybody going forward here. I feel like the rest of this draft is kind of doo-doo butter. Uh, <laughs> but at least this is a guy that early this year they had high hopes on. And maybe now with a full year in system, Marcus Mariota getting better, they're probably going to draft a receiver. This is a team that can see drafting a receiver pretty high Absolutely. Uh, in the draft. They get that mm-hmm. true number one receiver because they need somebody. Maybe something like that that could offset Tyler J. Sharp. Maybe he could be kind of that wide receiver two um, into a role that could be kind of like a wide receiver three, wide receiver four for a couple of years. Right, right. And could be a spot start for somebody that's on the back end of my roster. Um, maybe puts a good a couple good game stretches together where I can maybe trade him down in the future for a good draft pick. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take Tajay Sharp here. All right, and go ahead, do it. I'm not gonna pick Will Fuller. <laughs> I think I'm. I might just leave him out of both these rounds. Um, I'm gonna pick Wendell Smallwood. Okay. Um, kind of a odd move, but I mean, here at the end of the second round, um, I'm kind of just taking a shot here. Um, obviously Ryan Matthews in my eyes is. I mean, he is what he is. He gets injured every single year. Did I say the word doo-doo butter? You did just say doo-doo butter. You weren't, talking, you weren't <laughs> talking about him, but, yeah, we can just repeat the same thing we were talking about earlier. He is doo-doo butter. And um, I think Wendell Smallwood flashed a little bit here and there. They were trying to get him worked in. Yeah, obviously, is on injured reserve now. But um, the, guy, the guy did all right. So I, I think as far as I'm concerned, he has some upside moving forward. Yeah, I mean, he did okay. Again, I don't see anything glorious there either i don't i don't see anything glorious either but i think he just squeaks into this the bottom half of this crap yeah and this is a team that they've got to capitalize on this running back class and they got to get somebody um we'll be talking about it going forward but i think this is a team where um whatever running back they do draft in the second or third round somewhere around there um even if it's the fourth round they're gonna have to keep their eyes on it has a really good chance to be a viable option going into the year next year um one of the small wood for me it's just not – he's not something I'm even interested honestly in. Uh, he's shown some flashes here and there, but this is a guy, again, I know he's on IR, but he's finishing behind guy. I mean, John Coon's got more fancy points in him. Uh, Zach Center's got more fancy points in him. So, I mean, Kyle Hughesjack from Baltimore's got more fancy point, points in him. So does Fozzie Whitaker. So, Sean Trone. I mean, I was looking names here right. that have more fancy points in him. Again, I know he's on IR. I know he's a rookie, but – it just, I don't, you know, I, he just falls in that category. I just don't see it, you know, okay. like of no relevance going forward. Um, next on the clock here, I am going to go ahead and take. <sighs> exactly. Which is why I took Wendell Smallwood. I'm going to take Braxton Miller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other Texan. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know he's 24 years old. He, he's on IR now with a hamstring injury, shoulder issues. I mean, why are we even still doing these picks? I don't know. 10 games, only 15 catches for 95 yards and touchdown. Athlete, work in progress. But there was one point there right before he got hurt is like, hey, they might start Braxton Miller over Will Fuller, and then he was hurt. Right. So I'm going to take Braxton Miller. Enough said. Uh, enough said. 
And I'm just going to go ahead and say Laurent, Le, Leontay Crew. Because <laughs> we had so much pre, pre-season hype. That hey, third he hasn't, round, he he's a third-round pick. He's done nothing. There's no stats to read. Well, no, no. He's got three catches oh. for 29 yards oh. and a touchdown. Oh, my bad. When did that happen? Uh, just recently. I was going to say that. It's with Devontae Parker out. Okay. He's in there in, on sets. So. Okay. All right. All right. And then with the last pick in the second round. All right. No, Will Fuller. I'm not picking you. <laughs> out of spite, you turd. <laughs> I'm going to take Jared Goff. All right. There you go. <laughs> Only because. The concussed one. He was the number one overall pick. And sure. The, the, yeah. This draft sucks. We hate Will Fuller that much, people. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, so, Jared Goff. So, I'll go through these picks real real light and fast. Procise, Mitchell, Henry, Wentz, Hooper, Higby, Perkins, Sharp, Smallwood, Miller, Carew, Goff. No Will Fuller. Adios. Um, Muchachos. That's it. That's it for the rookie 2016 rookie redraft. Um, obviously, the second round isn't really there. Uh, I think Malcolm Mitchell is a good guy to try and maybe get this off season. I think CJ Proces, a guy that you te- took there, is an interesting guy to try to get. I think Austin Hooper and Tyler Higby. Again, I'm gonna pay attention to what those two teams do at tight end in this draft. If they make no statement towards that whatsoever, guys that might try to address during my rookie draft for. Maybe third round picks in the seventeen rookie draft, and that's it. After those guys, there's nothing. There's nothing. I don't want anything else after Higby. Like literally, Perkins, Tasha Sharp, Wendell Smallwood, Braxton Miller, yeah, Leonte Crew, Jared Goff. Adios. I don't care about you. See you later. Yeah, I mean, literally, that's where it falls. There's eighteen players I'd want on my roster, right? Um, and like other guys, I'd have no. Like I wouldn't cut Tajay Sharp on my roster and Paul Perkins off my roster. No, I'm not cutting any of those guys, but I'm not making any effort. I would cut Wendell Smallwood. I'm not making roster. any effort to get those guys. No, no. At all. No, like, not at all. Well, I'm don't... not making any effort to get Derrick Henry either. Right, right. So that's it for this episode. Um, this is it. This is most likely you're in your championship week. So, again, I wish everybody really good luck. Hopefully the podcast helped you get there and helped, uh, helped you get you over the edge and helped you at least set you up for long-term success as well. I know Matt's competing for the, the original Dynasty Nerds League, his third straight title. Booyah. I'm ruined against him. Of course you are. Yes, I am. You always do. No, not always. Your first <laughs> championship, I was rooting for you. Oh, thanks, man. It has, you're, you're playing Eric, who has a champ, chance to get his first championship, and I'm, you know, I'm rooting for that. All right. I like, I like our league to be a diversified. Yeah. I mean, in 14 years, I think it's just, we've only had, like, not everybody's won it. Not everyone's won it. You're no. very, very right. So, um, yeah. So good luck to everybody out there. Um, again, if you want to join the Nerd Herd, which is where we haven't even announced what we're going to give away this year, this month. Oh. Last week we gave away um, Justin an opportunity to win an Amazon gift card or a T-shirt. He chose a T-shirt. Nice. Um, so, again, we haven't thought about it yet. Next, You, you want to know why you, d- you chose the T-shirt? Oh, because they're so awesome. Because they're awesome, but you can't buy the T-shirts on Amazon. No, but you can <laughs> buy the t-shirts on DynastyNerds.com. Um, if you're looking to buy yourself a nice Christmas gift, this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. The Dynasty, it's the best way to support the podcast without just giving us straight cash for nothing. Yep. Um, it, it Honestly, it's the most comfortable t-shirt you will ever, ever wear. It's Maybe. a tri-blend, Tri-blends. American Apparel t-shirt. It just silks itself all over your body. Mm. Silky smooth. Yeah. It's a best, you know, this time of the year, you got to treat yourself right. Mm-hmm. Buy yourself a Dynasty Nerd t-shirt. Absolutely. You're going to love it, and I promise you, you won't regret it. And I'm not saying 100% money-back guaranteed, because once you wear it, I don't want it back. <laughs> so it's not money-back guaranteed. But listen, I wouldn't lie to you. Right. And we've never, 
We've never had one person write us saying, dude, you pimped this shirt so hard on the podcast, and it's the most comfortable T-shirt ever. I'm going to get all these high fives and everything. You're a damn liar. You're a fraud. We actually get quite the opposite. They say, hey, I know that you're kind of selling T-shirts, but I, and I didn't really think they were going to be comfortable until I put it on. And, oh, my God, you're right. It actually yeah. is super comfortable. We get multiple of those. Yeah. Like, hey, dude, I, I literally thought you were just saying that just so you'd sell T-shirts on right. there. Right. But you're right. This is one of the most comfortable shirts I've ever bought. Boom. I know our, uh, one of our uh, favorite listeners, Colleen, um, shout out to Colleen because she even listens to my ESPN show. Nice. She streams it here nice. in Cleveland. Which anybody could do. It's on, uh, I think this we have two more weeks on it. ESPN Cleveland on Sundays, uh, 8 to 9 a.m. Like the tune-in app Redraft or whatever. Show. Yeah, she uses tune-in. I'm like, I, I wrote her back. She had a question. I was like, thanks for listening all the way out there. And <laughs> I think she's in North Carolina, even though she's a Pittsburgh fan. Okay. But she bought her. She made her daughter. She got a shirt for her daughter. She's like, they're so comfortable. Nice. Yeah, she's, she's treating her loved ones right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, of course, you get those shirts. She I'm wants her, She wants account. her daughter to get high fives. Everybody does. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. Like she, Listen, I need to find my daughter a man. So yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, and a good man, yeah, too. A good man. There's only one way to do it. Pramps her around this T-shirt. Exactly. Uh, so make sure to get on Buy 18 of those. Um, again, of course, we have a donate page in the top right-hand corner, too. All donations go right back to the website, pays our writers, our rankers, and pays for the podcast itself. It costs money to do this stuff, unfortunately. It sure does. Um, so all donations are appreciated, and all it takes is $1 a month to join that nerd herd, and we'll let you know what the winner of this month will win next week. At the end of the last show, we'll, we'll let you know what the, who the winner is okay, and what they can win. Obviously, the, there's always an option just to take a nerd shirt, always. But if you have to do now, you have one more week, you have time. All you got to do is donate $1 to the site. You can still get entered. If you donate $12, that qualifies you for all 12 months of the year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Um, of course, if you can get on iTunes, to give, the best thing you can give me for Christmas, too, is which is free, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Always say it. I don't explain why, but it always is, again, that helps get to the podcast out to more people when you leave a rating and review. It keeps us to the top of the chart, so when people Google or just search fantasy football or dynasty makes us number one. We have the most uh, rating and reviews on uh, for dynasty podcast on iTunes. That's because you love them so much. I do. I love reading them. I look every three days. I look on there and see if there's a new one. He really does. I know I do. I mm-hmm. love them. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about due for another one. So I'm sure half the people are, there's thousands of people that listen. We have 242 reviews. So that means we're good for about another 1,800, Come on, 1,500 people. people. Come on, people. It you, only, guys, you guys assume half those people have iPhones, right? It only takes a minute to write a review. You have an iPhone, right? Yes, sir. Oh, it's so much better than Android. Oh, uh, yes. I let my iPhone to one of my workers that works for me, and he, he has a droid. <laughs> He's like, the iPhone's so much better than my droid. I'm like, no, yeah, no, tell me. <laughs> I used to have a droid decades ago. Um. We don't need to go on a, on a droid no, no, bash. Not, not an hour and 15 minutes yeah, in. Yeah, come on. Um, so that's it. Wrap this up. Good luck this week, and we'll be back next week. And if you haven't seen Rogue One yet, Star Wars. Like me. Uh, do it. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's, I think it's better than Force Awakens. Dang it. Go see that. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. holidays. Happy holidays. Good luck uh, in we'll your championships. You, uh, we'll see you back in here next week. Yeah. Later. Late. Ho, ho, ho. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.